O V E L Y. Yes, that's you. Welcome to yet another episode of Scotty Stories brought to you by CPDC. My name is Neville Scott and I am your current host. I'm also a student here at Carnegie Mellon University under the Department of Civil and Environmental Engineering. And today we have an excellent show lined up for you because I'll be having a conversation with none other than the legendary Yen Ming Chen, who currently works as a senior manager at Apple. He graduated from CMU's class of 1999 and he's had an excellent career. It was a wonderful conversation and I hope you will enjoy it. Thank you very much. Beautiful people, welcome to yet another episode of Scotty Stories and today as always, I'm joined by an incredible guest, Mr. Chen, who's an alumnus of CMU. And so I'll invite Mr. Chen to tell us a thing or two about him and, and maybe to introduce himself and what he does at the moment. Sure. Uh, thank you for having me today. Um, so my name is Yeming Chen, and uh, I currently work at Apple as a senior program manager. Uh, without going into too much detail for the work content, my work is an uh, interest section of um, uh, regulations, security, compliance, and uh, cloud services. Uh, so that's as much as I could, could talk about. Um, but then basically, I think uh, uh, my background, um, I'm graduated from uh, CMU uh, Information Networking Institute. That's where I got my master's degree. And uh, um, after that, I basically spent my first uh, decade, 10 years in about security consulting area, uh, focusing on finding security issues uh, for our customers and uh, more on the expertise on technical side. And for the second decade, I spent time more focusing on the corporate side of things, uh, basically joining different uh, corporate jobs and then uh, running different security programs security compliance program, so on and so forth, and also uh, related to cloud services until today. So uh, that's basically where I am and uh, um, uh, the relationship with CMU. Oh, wow. I, I might have missed it. When did you graduate from CMU? Um, I graduated in uh, 1999, so I'm uh, for Master of Science in uh, Information Networking. So it has been a while. Wow. So my first question to you, and, and you have to answer, I know you said you can't share too much. Are you guys building a vehicle at the moment and when is it coming out? I know Apple has been working <laughs> on an EV. And <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't work in that department, so I couldn't really, if there is that department at all. Yeah, so I couldn't really share much. <laughs> and, and, and you've talked about, um, you know, graduated CMU in, 1999 and so you've had probably over 20 years uh, working in tech right and i looked at your resume i saw that you've worked for a lot of tech companies right from microsoft to Citibank, and then currently working at apple do you maybe tell us a bit uh how it's been you know being in that space and and, and interacting with this you know what we use on a daily basis and maybe being on the back end uh, side of that creating the stuff that everybody uses today 
Uh, I think it's a very important uh, and an interesting journey to myself, uh, jumping between different companies. Uh, so my journey is more horizontal, jumping between different company, but stay within the similar uh, same industry, which is security related industry. Um, so as you mentioned, you know, I've been working for Microsoft, Citibank, um, and other different company before I landed in Apple. Uh, which means I get to see different areas about uh, how to secure an enterprise, for example, how to find issues, security issues in the product, and also how uh, to build secure cloud service or help uh, cloud service to be better meeting the requirements in compliance, regulations, and all that to help uh, make products more trustworthy by the customers. Uh, so those are the things that I have seen and then been experienced in different uh, companies. Yeah, that's from a high level, yeah. Over the last four or five years, we've seen a lot of uh, movements to encrypt, you know, the likes of WhatsApp and Facebook, and people are starting to be very concerned about uh, their online data print, right? Like how much information are you leaving online? And so this, I think, uh, from my understanding of it, it's created a gap between people who do not trust technology and people who trust technology, right? And you try to ensure that technology and the internet is safe for people to use. So I'm very curious about maybe whatever insights you might have to that. Um, so uh, from... I think uh, security definitely is a very important and it gets more and more important in the last two decades, as you mentioned. And uh, it also depends on how each product is done because you think about it that as a, for example, take any startup, uh, you, you gave example of WhatsApp and all that. Uh, WhatsApp actually started by some uh, security, uh, very uh, strong security people. Uh, as my understanding, some of the founders have very strong security background. So their original thought was actually make WhatsApp the most secure um, instant messaging products in the market, which they were able to do so. And then later on, they got acquired by uh, Facebook. And that's how you recently see a Facebook commercial about uh, WhatsApp uh, is actually uh, cross-platform. I think it's a very, very good uh, product. Um, but even with the product like WhatsApp, it doesn't mean it can protect the user from all different kinds of scenarios. Uh, for example, once you once a user copy or receive the data and store that on his own device uh, in a separate place, then basically it may not be encrypted. It might be outside of the boundary that's being protected by the product. And at that time, that data could be at risk. So what we're looking at is uh, every product will start with the designated functionality they have and then try to secure within the scope of that. And uh, uh, when you are using that, the challenge is going to be there is a limitation on what can be protected. Uh, so I think that's a, that's a high-level point there. Um, within the proper use, it's kind of like if you don't use a hair dryer in the swimming pool, you'll be fine, you'll be right. safe, right? But you are, if you're doing that, then basically you could get electrocuted because hair dryer was designed in a certain scope and then for you to 
execute certain functionality. And I think a lot of uh, technology products, uh, when they were initiated starting their development, there's probably some uh, assumption, the scope and all that they are working on. So that's where today we'll see so many different products, but they don't necessarily cover or protect the users in every possible scenario. Yeah. Wow. My understanding of technology and computers, right, is that we are heading to an era of quantum computing. And from what I've heard about quantum computers, it's that the current SSL systems or encryption systems that are available might be rendered obsolete once we have quantum computers in operation. So all that encrypting, all that password stuff, all that two, you know, factor or multi-factor authentication might not be able to withstand the force of a quantum computer. Does this concern you or when you think about it, what comes up and how do you think uh, quantum computing might change safety and security? Yeah, it, uh, totally. I think uh, uh, quantum computer, I have the same understanding. Basically, my view is that once quantum computing technology is matured, then it could easily break today's uh, encryption algorithm. Uh, so I am aware that there are a lot of research activities trying to identify how can we protect user in the post-quantum computer uh, time, which means that uh, when we actually mature, luckily, uh, quantum computer is getting more mature, but it hasn't been to a place where uh, we were looking at really uh, total security compromise. So uh, I, that's the, I, th I think that's where we are. Uh, but we definitely need to make sure that we are addressing the future and identify better encryption algorithm and better approach that could protect the user. Yeah. Mr. Chen, it's very clear to me that you had an excellent career and then you're working. You know, someday I... I might want to work for Apple, even though I'm a civil engineering student, and I understand that it's very difficult um, to work for a company that's as selective as Apple. So my question would be, how did you get there, and then how did you, you know, get to your current role uh, working for that company? Um, the the how I got into my current job is actually because of my prior job. Uh, my prior job was uh, working at uh, Microsoft uh, doing Azure security compliance uh, regarding to international. Uh, so basically my job is to bring security compliance certificate for Azure, the service, in order to make customers trust the product or the service more. And then in that process, basically I accumulated experience uh, handling international regulatory uh, compliance related with cloud service. And I think that's how uh, I got into the current job. And then I think uh, throughout the career, as I mentioned earlier, my first 10 year is really about uh, accumulating technical expertise or uh, security expertise in the consulting world. And then the second 10 years about uh, managing uh, program management uh, through different companies and different technologies. And uh, uh, that's how it sort of landed me. So everyone is going to have their own growth path. And then I was lucky to uh, find out my growth path and uh, uh, landed in uh, where I am today. Yeah. And then I think in, in the 
Uh, just like some people, they could start their growth in uh, as a founder, entrepreneur, and then mine was sort of working for different companies, different roles, and then uh, sort of across the industry, but focusing on security-related area. And then you're working for Microsoft, and then Apple was like, okay, we're going to pay you more. Do you want to switch over? And you're like, buy Microsoft. <laughs> Without going into details on high level, uh, that, that would be similar in, in that. Basically, there is a negotiation. Uh, and then sometimes uh, uh, it could take uh, a while to uh, you know go through interview, negotiation, and, and all that landed final job. Yeah. Right. I think the point I was trying to make really is for Apple to seek out a particular talent. There has to be the demonstration that this person is able to deliver, right? And this person is equal to the task. And this person might be beneficial to a company in distinct ways, right? And so that makes me want to ask, what is it about, you know, your experience at CMU that might have prepared you for what I think you're doing now, which is an amazing career and leaving a mark in the world of technology currently? Uh, I think the importance that CMU uh, did for me is well, I was getting the master's degree. So uh, first of all, before I uh, joined CMU, I sort of knew I want to go into the security field. Uh, so what CMU did for me, or basically I took advantage of CMU, is by uh, the capability that um, I was able to take all the security-related classes I, I wanted to, because at that time, 20-something uh, years ago, CMU has a SEI Software Engineering Institute. They have a CERT. Uh, that's where the first computer emergency response uh, center was established. So it's uh, probably the most go-to place, if you will say, at that time, and then for computer security. Uh, so I think I was really lucky enough that I was able to get in there. And then that really accumulated all the expertise that I need uh, from a school at the point where all the it, it's the most famous or, or strongest uh, expertise in the in the world at that time. So I think that's the the best part uh, of that CMU experience. Think about, I mean, I I'm originally from Taiwan, and then so uh, traveling all the all the way here, and then being able to study with uh, other international students. They are also uh, excellent from their area, and then um, able to say that I, I could sit in CERT or SEI and working on my master thesis uh, with a CERT uh, researcher. So that was a really uh, special experience throughout that. But in addition to that, not only CMU gave me the opportunity to learn from the best, I think uh, the program I was in, Information, Information Networking Institute, uh, that was also special by being an interdisciplinary program uh, where I will need to uh, take classes like financial accounting, basically some uh, business and engineering intersection program, basically. So I was able to get exposed to different areas. I remember the last one of the last classes I took before graduation was entrepreneurship. Uh, so to learn about starting company and all that stuff. Yeah, so I think... Uh, with that combination, uh, that really helps me build up the foundation that I was able to do uh, 
uh, today. You mentioned a very important, I, I think, a very powerful phrase when you said you knew that you wanted to go into security when you came to CMU. And I am finding out that sometimes it's not always clear, especially to students, hey, what do you want to do and how you want to spend you know, the rest of your life? And you had that clarity coming into CMU, and I think that's important. How did that clarity come about for you? You sort of have to find a trigger event. I'll tell you my trigger event. You will be laughing about it. But um, in any case, okay, so it will start from uh, as a younger kids, I did have more ex uh, interest in the computer area, but more like playing computer game, you know, fooling around on the computer, maybe write some basic programming and all that, but nothing, nothing major, right? So, and then when I was in college, I was majoring in math. Um, so it's a foundation of computer, but not really knowing what you're going to do. I think the trigger point is that in college, I also work for our, uh, the, the lab in the mathematic department. The lab basically is a computer lab. So I was there managing uh, computers, servers, and all that stuff. And uh, I remember the trigger event was one day I was looking at one of our system and identified and found that it was hacked by oh, someone I know. <laughs> and, and then I was able to, you know, it's in the early days, 20 something years ago. So it was in the early days, I was able to see that action in the log. I remember someone was running the send mail exploit, attacking one of the program. In any case, I was able to also identify that person and found out that someone I know. But, but, but to, to the point of trigger event is that uh, the event sort of triggered to me and helped me understand that, okay, security is an interesting area where, uh, you know, there is always black and white, uh, meaning you always have the, the good people, bad people, and, or taking different roles. So it's a really, really uh, interesting to me to, to sort of... Uh, uh, deep dive or dive into more into this area. So that's a trigger event, uh, sort of bring me into the area of security. Yeah. I, I really want to know what happened to this guy after you found out that he'd hacked into, was he? <laughs> no, we're good. no, no, we're a good friends. We're, we're kind of knowing each other beforehand, right? And then, yeah. and I also know that he does a lot of computer stuff. And then, so we talk to each other and all that, but it was just interesting to, to, to find out about all that activity and, and we're in the same yeah. uh same school different major but then you know and so that, that triggered this interest that you're still on day so i'm curious again I'm, I'm very curious about this i think there's so many people at cmu who'd love to work for apple and microsoft and the googles and the Citibanks. so my question is how do you get these people to hire you because they're also hiring from other equally competitive areas it, it's definitely much, much harder right now. Um, and I would say because I didn't start with the big corporation, um, you know, even though 20 years later I did land in several big companies. Uh, so I wouldn't necessarily recommend you have to start with the large corporation. Right. I think the key point to me that I want to help the student is you want to find the time, uh, you want to have the time and find the things that's interesting to you, like the, like my trigger event, right? You want to explore different areas 
and see if you are able to find something that helps you confirm where you want to be. And then start owning that area, become an expert. And then also uh, becoming an expert is one, one thing, uh, but then being able to collaborate with others, uh, that's also a very important uh, thing. So with those characteristics, that will really help you land in any company, not just the bigger corporation. You know, if you have your expertise, you have the ownership, and then you're able to work with other people, um, then that will, that will really make it easy for you to go anywhere. I have a lot of friends who maybe work in tech and, and they say that they work too much and it's usually, oh my God, something is happening at this time. You have to fix it right now, right then, right? And it's probably 2, 3 a.m. So I'm curious, how do you find that work balance? At, at some point, uh, I will say it's a dynamic line that you will have to define it. Uh, for example, my prior job, um, I, or, or I guess in, the, in my second decade of working, uh, I was lucky enough to find jobs that provide travel. And uh, I think I enjoyed travel. And, uh, you know, if you find things you like to do, also traveling combined together, then you sort of enjoy what you're working on and then without uh, really worrying about. I mean, there's still work-life balance there. Uh, but I think my point is going to be you have to schedule for both. In the end of the day, you find something that you will like. For example, uh, earlier example that um, travel and work, if I have that, I earn the points, then I can use that for vacation. So that's sort of solve my work balance problem. Or if you are really day to day, uh, then basically you need to make sure you schedule time in and uh, not all the time, but properly uh, decline uh, requests from others but also lets you know that uh, also you will be aware that there are always uh, fire drill and uh, um, important thing that you have to get to. And so I think uh, uh, you have to start like start from the beginning, not necessarily being the nine to five, but being a little bit more flexible and know what you need, what you want, and also know what the job it will need and uh, adjust accordingly. And, most important thing is probably ask for help. Um, it, it's not more like, I don't want to do this kind of help. It's more like, I would like to do this, but I couldn't do it within my limited time and limited effort. So I need to extend and try to see if I can find more people uh, to work together and then uh, move things forward. That will also help you expanding your um, connections expanding your network and uh, uh, make things forward. Yeah. Mr. Chen, you're definitely a younger man now, especially 20 years ago when you left CMU. So I'm curious about any advice that you might have for younger people who are figuring out this life thing and, you know, having this dream bigs about, you know, what they want to do, what they want to achieve. What would you tell such a person? Yeah, I was thinking about, you know, if I would advise my younger self about the importance on collaboration or working with people. And then I realized one thing that a lot of times uh, it takes time to learn about it. So I think I would still advise people about 
working, collaborating with people, working with people, especially in a CMU that engineering focused, uh, even though we are all expert in, in a field, like your expertise in civil engineering, um, but it means that to build a beautiful house, you need to work with a lot of people. Right. Same here on the technology side, um, we need to work with a lot of people. And I would be honest here, I think 20 something years ago, I didn't realize the uh, importance of that. Um, and it takes time for me to learn those lessons throughout my career. Uh, luckily, you know, I, in the early days, it's more about accumulating my personal uh, expertise. So I didn't have to worry about that. So I think the advice for the student is that you will need to recognize what you're missing, which could be teamwork, which could be something else. Uh, but the important thing is you also need to let yourself know it takes some time to uh, learn about that thing and then get used to that and be able to utilize that when you are uh, when you actually have a handle of that and apply that to your actual work situation. Thank you so much. That that is so helpful. Uh, my last question to you, Mr. Chen, and I'd want you to really think about this before giving an answer because I know you can. What do I need to do to get a free MacBook Pro with an M2 chip? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that um, I yeah, that's a that's a really a tricky trick question. Um, yeah, I need to save more, right? <laughs> I think work harder and then save more and then you're going to get it. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. This has been a very uh, enlightening conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that you took your time to uh, talk to us and, and I have enjoyed speaking to you and I wish you all the best. I continue to wish you all the best in everything that you do. So thank you. Sure, no problem. Are you a student looking for an inspiring career journey? Maybe you are a recent graduate trying to navigate your career path on your own. Or perhaps you are an alum wanting to make a positive impact through teaching and mentorship. If any of those scenarios apply to you, then check out CM Universe, an online mentoring platform for CMU students and alumni. Thousands have already joined the platform. Connect with a network of Tartans dedicated to pursuing their passions and sign up for an account at cmuniverse.peoplegrove.com. That's C-M-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E dot peoplegrove.com. CM Universe, creating professional connections at Carnegie Mellon University.